BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Busy show for you today, a silver linings edition of the HHC as the Hornets fell in night two of a back-to-back and some extremely adverse circumstances against against the Philadelphia 76ers, 127-124, the final in overtime. We'll break down that one, hand out our silver linings. Also want to talk power rankings, the Athletic and ESPN, each giving out their latest additions. Where do the Hornets sit? Where should they sit? And there was a big write-up by Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer about Kelly Oubre. Good feature piece. We also recently talked to him here on the Hornets Hivecast, so we'll talk about Kelly with our guest tonight. He is a 10-year NBA veteran and a big part of the Hornets family right up until today. Matt Carroll joins us once again here on the Hornets Hivecast, one of our favorites. And Matt, let's get right into it. Uh, This was a game that I don't think a lot of people would have said on paper the Hornets should have had any chance in. Five players sideline on health and safety protocols, and we wish them all a very quick and speedy recovery and mild, if any, symptoms at all. But no LaMelo Ball, no Terry Regier, no Mason Plumlee. That's just the starters who are out. Also, Jalen McDaniels, a major part of the rotation, sidelined the last two games and after putting forth a season high effort in Atlanta less than 24 hours prior Ish Smith goes into the protocol so now all the point guards are basically out and yet the Hornets still despite a 40 plus point effort from all world center Joel Embiid for Philadelphia still forced overtime still gave themselves a chance to win what are your takeaways from a remarkable effort from the Hornets well Sam it was an incredible game just just all around I mean both sides and I think going into this game just an unusual circumstances five players for the Hornets not able to play because of health and safety protocols and you know what I loved tonight was that 
the Hornets stepped up. The guys that were ready, the guys that dressed, stepped up. They've had key plays, big moments, young rookies getting the chance to play in this game. And uh, it was just great to see them really just compete against a good team in the NBA, against the Philadelphia 76ers. And, you know, I just, I'm proud of the team. You know, really, I think of pro sports, it's hard to find the moral victories. But tonight, there are so many positives and takeaways uh, that the Hornets should feel good about. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, a, a devastating amount of players sideline on health and safety protocols, and yet the fight that the Hornets have shown in the last two games on back-to-back nights, I mean, that alone has been a set of circumstances that the Hornets, even at full strength, haven't figured out. They are 0-6 now on night two of back-to-backs with travel. That That's a very difficult situation to find yourself in, and yet the Hornets, uh, night after night, have given themselves opportunities, and then you tack on the fact that you just didn't have bodies for this one. I really like what this does for the, the Hornets' trajectory. You mentioned the rookies, JT Thor and James Booknight, both stepping in, both having their best games of the season. And I think this truly lengthens the bench for head coach James Borrego and his staff, giving more options, either the elite scoring and athleticism of James Booknight or the uh, length and 3 and D capabilities of JT Thor. Both of them stepped up big in this one. I don't want to steal your silver linings off the start here, but uh, what are your your thoughts on how the rookies maybe have changed their perspective in terms of how the coaching staff sees them and their trajectory for the season moving forward? Well, I think tonight, especially, uh, you know, coming off of back to back, I mean, given these rookies, you know, James Booknight in particular uh, and JT Thor, they've been in the Greensboro playing with the swarm, you know, working on their game, trying to get their rhythm and, and kind of figure out things life in the NBA and they get, you know, unusual circumstances. And, you know, as a young player, you don't know when your opportunity is going to happen, but it's going to come. And, and they were ready. They stepped up. They had big plays, big moments, great defense tonight by both of those players. Um, and so I think you talk about extending the bench, you know, what's the silver lining? Well, you're giving guys an opportunity. They're, they're gaining confidence and, and you're, you're building trust. You know, the coaching staff now can look down the bench and say, wow, JT Thor, James Booknight, you guys have shown that you can play at this level now. You're ready. So, you know, not having some of your key guys, no LaMelo, no Terry, no Mason. I mean, that hurts. But I think in the long run, there's really some positives to take away from this game. And I think the young guys are the biggest one for sure. It is a 127 to 124 overtime loss. Hornets now 0 and 4 in overtime, and as I mentioned, 0 and 6 on night two of back to backs. But despite those being two riddles, the Hornets haven't deciphered just yet. I agree with you, Matt. I think there are way, way more positives to take away from this one than negatives to harp on, given the efforts we saw not just from the young guys, but from the the veterans as well. You saw uh, Nick Richards, who's barely a veteran, second season, first one with actually having a, a normal off season. He had a career high 12. Kelly Uber went for 35 points to lead all Hornets. Cody Martin, tough 42 minutes out there battling. He scored 14 points and took over point guard duties. And then even though Miles Bridges and Gordon Hayward had poor shooting games by their or, or really any NBA standard, a combined two for 14 from deep, they found ways to contribute. Miles Bridges, a clutch bucket down the stretch, and Gordon Hayward, a huge steal and nine assists tonight, really distributing the ball well. Both of them had their moments, and, and let's not forget P.J. Washington as well. So lots to choose from. Who is you're a silver lining of choice tonight. Well, I'd have to agree. I think, you know, guys like Gordon and, and Miles, you know, not their best offensive performance, but made big plays. I mean, Gordon getting nine assists to me is huge. Making the extra pass, this team playing unselfish, making the, the winning plays, uh, which I love to see. But I think the one that stood out the most was just Kelly Oubre. I mean, my goodness, 35 points, six three-pointers. 
he was fantastic, you know, and he's doing it on both ends of the court. He's a great defender, uh, just playing with so much energy and confidence. And you can tell it's contagious. It's rubbing off on all the guys on this roster, including the young players. And I just think Ubre has been such a great addition to this Hornets team and has really stepped up and proved his value in this league and on this organization, for sure. Could not agree with you more. And he had been on a roll even before this circumstances. You might think, oh, you know, Kelly Ubre an elite scorer, and now all these health and safety protocols hit the Hornets, so there's more shots available, and now all of a sudden he might step into a bigger scoring role. No, this is seven straight games now where Kelly Ubre has knocked down multiple threes, and in that span, he's averaging right around 25 points per game. So this is a, a really impressive run that Kelly Ubre has been on consistently now for two weeks and I see no signs of it stopping whether or not you know the other players return quickly or not Kelly Oubre is still a guy who's going to get double digit shots per game and he is definitely in a in a good little uh, rhythm here right now so I like the pick tough for me to choose I like the way all the veterans battled here but I, I got to give it to the rookies I and mean, I think I'm going to go with JT Thor for this one book night to Gordon Hayward he'll slash into the rim pass to the baseline runner as JT Thor up for the left-handed Thunderbolt plus the foul welcome to the nba jt thor and kelly Oubre's taking a victory lap for him shakes his hand and says hey now that is a first bucket in the nba wow matt i don't know if you remember your first bucket in the nba but was it a, a dunk on top of a defender in a in your first big game in meaningful minutes i'll tell you what sam I can tell you right now, I do remember it. It was not a dunk for sure. And if it ever was a dunk, it did not look like that one. So <laughs> I had a little 15-foot jump shot coming off a down screen. But my goodness, as you explained right there, that dunk was incredible. But for that to be your first made basket in the NBA – uh, that's a pretty awesome feeling for JT Thor. It's got to be. And I, I like the way he's played the last two games. Now, defensively, he did a lot of good things against Atlanta. But here in this one, that dunk was big early because it kind of unlocked him. And I think we saw the same thing from James Booknight. He got a little shot in the paint that got him going. And once they saw the ball go through the basket, their instincts took over. They were just basketball players out there. And uh, you saw the, the comfort level grow for both of them. But for JT Thor in particular, I think there's a role for him to play on this team. He's got a lot of Jalen McDaniels to his game. That he's long and he's lean and he's got that three-point shooting ability, but he's someone with his physical abilities. He, he can be a defensive player uh, that can help out the Hornets right away, and uh, there, there's a role for him on this team. So I thought both rookies played really well last night, but JT Thor gets my silver lining for this one. Alright, Hornets take the loss, 127-124. They fall to 14-12 and on the season. There's a log jam, and there's a lot of opportunity for the Hornets moving forward continuing on this homestand, which continues Wednesday against the same Philadelphia 76ers. Hope you'll join us at The Hive. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk power rankings with Matt Carroll next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Sam Farber and Matt Carroll. He's the director of player programs in the basketball operations department for the Charlotte Hornets and also a 10-year NBA veteran who played right here in the Queen City. One of our favorites with us again on the Hornets Hivecast. And Matt, uh, the power rankings are a favorite topic here on the HHC. They have been published recently by both The Athletic and ESPN. Before we get into their numbers, I want yours. Where do you think the Hornets should be as they're playing right now in the hierarchy of the 30 NBA teams? Tell you what, what I've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, I know we've had some tough losses, but I, I'd like this to be a team probably we're in the middle of the pack, maybe top 15, around 15 is where I would say. But it feels like we're playing better. You know, we've had so many interesting stretches already in this season. You know, got off to a great start, went out to the West Coast, took a slide, came back home, played incredible. Um, had some tough games on the road this year. I think we've played excellent at home overall. But I like where we're at. I just, I'm just impressed this team is able to compete and battle given some situations when the lineups have changed. And I think this is a lot about kind of the culture. The coaching staff doing a great job keeping players prepared and ready when their opportunity comes. I'm right there with you. You said number 15, though, for your power rankings and, and looking at the uh, the two publications, the major ones at least, that recently put theirs out. You're right in the middle. The Athletics said Hornets are number 17, down from 13. ESPN says 13, down from 10. In my opinion, and maybe I'm a little biased here looking through uh, teal-colored glasses, but I think they're both a little low because I think when you look at the Hornets, they're essentially you know, the, the middle of the pack when it comes to the overall NBA league-wide standings right now, but Charlotte has played more road games than anyone else in the NBA, and I continue to harp on this, but they've had, roughly speaking, the least amount of rest compared to anyone else in the NBA, and that's significant because when you're not at home, home court advantage is real. We've experienced that at Spectrum Center and elsewhere, and when you don't have rest, it makes it really tough, uh, especially when you're at a rest disadvantage, which I might add the Hornets were last night against Philadelphia. Hornets were on night two of a back-to back Philadelphia was lying in wait in the Queen City for them so when you factor that in I think the Hornets you know if they played a normal schedule compared to everyone else I think Charlotte would have a much stronger record right now and therefore I think the Hornets should be higher in the power rankings but you put it right in the middle so one thing we like to do when we do power rankings here is look at you know who the teams are that the Hornets you know were close to in the power rankings and get your take on who they should be ahead of so you said 15 the Athletics said 17 so of the teams ahead of the Hornets in that one, the Mavericks, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. You don't have to pick two to move them up the two spots, but I will ask you to pick one of that grouping, Mavericks, Clippers, and Grizzlies. Who's the one you think the Hornets are better than that the Athletic did not agree with you? I'm going to go with the Clippers. I like our team better. I think we are playing better basketball than them as of late, and uh, I'm going to say definitely the Clippers. I would agree with you, especially on that last part. As of late, the LA Clippers have lost seven of their last ten, and even though the Hornets are only 500 in their last ten games, they got to factor in the health and safety protocols and everything else for this team. Charlotte taking the loss last night in overtime, 127 to 124. Got an extra minute or two here in this segment, so want to dig a little deeper on it. Gordon Hayward, after the game, talked about the circumstances that the Hornets were facing in this one. Here's what Gordon had to say. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought we did a good job fighting, that's for sure. You know, certainly tough circumstances with uh, you know the COVID rules and different things we've gone through here the last couple of days. Obviously, the amount of people guys were missing um but man i thought we had a chance i thought we should have won that game you know we obviously didn't shoot it great especially myself but um you know they uh they got some tough players on their team so they made some plays at the end and you know won the game so 
but a good fight for sure. Matt, you can hear the the frustration and the exasperation there in Gordon's voice. He wanted that one bad. He pointed it out. The team in general did not shoot up to their normal standard, and he in particular had a tough night, 5 of 19 from the field, 1 of 8 from 3. But he made some really big plays out there. That steal late, taking it away from Joel Embiid to start the fast break and then finding the hot hand Kelly Oubre for what was at the time a go-ahead 3. Those were huge. 9 assists, and Gordon Hayward just continues to make winning plays, and, and we hear a lot of the negativity at times from fans who just always seem to expect more from Gordon Hayward, but when you examine the box score closer, you see all the good things he does. He was the best player in the plus-minus category, a plus-nine out there. He played almost 44 minutes, and the nine assists were just huge. What is it about Gordon Hayward that as you know, we peel back the onion and, and look at this team, you see a, a guy who, when he's on the floor, it's a winning basketball team. When he's off the floor for injury or whatnot, it's a team that struggles to win even half their games well I, I look at gordon hayward as kind of the the rock of this hornets basketball team he's the most experienced player he's a former nba all-star has more experience than anybody on this roster but he just knows how to play the game and he still plays at such a high level given the years that he has in his league and the miles on him but i um, mean he's so productive whether he's scoring the basketball or shooting a high percentage or making his threes he plays great defense he's got good size uh, as you mentioned nine assists he's a playmaker and he just makes the right play. You know, he's not out there trying to get numbers or earn a contract at this point. He's trying to make the right plays to help this team win uh, and teach the young players how to do it the right way. And if you really watch the game, that's what impresses me about him, that he plays for the right reason, plays to win. But he brings so much more to the table than just being a scorer. Uh, it's just his all-around feel for the game, his playmaking ability, and uh, his defense lately, too. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, you know, he's someone that the team said from the start of the year that one of the priorities is making sure Gordon Hayward is available all the way through the finish line. And it's tough to find rest for a guy who's that key to the team, especially when you're dealing with five other key players out for health and safety protocols. But one thing that might help the team long range is the fact that some of these rookies were able to step in and have big plays. One I'll throw in there is James Booknight, who had his first signature moment in the NBA. To Hayward, catch and shoot three from the wing for the tie. No rebound and the throwdown for James Booknight. Book it, baby. Hornets down one. Booknight, a huge play. And as I said earlier about JT Thor, his dunk seemed to unlock his game. I think this one has the capability of unlocking James Booknight. I think him emerging in this one, JT Thor emerging in this one, might alleviate some of the pressure on Gordon Hayward to play so many heavy minutes. You see it with a lot of teams, Matt. The veteran guys, they find ways to rest either in games or in stretches in the season, so they're good to go for the full run. And uh, this team needs Gordon Hayward. Do you think the emergence, at least last night, of JT Thor and James Booknight maybe frees up the Hornets to find some rest somewhere along the way, not necessarily Wednesday, but somewhere along the way for Gordon Hayward? I think so. Yeah, I haven't thought much about that, but I tell you what, I think Gordon playing 40-plus minutes on a back-to-back is a lot and probably something the Hornets don't want to have him doing all season long. But given the situation, that's what it was tonight. But I, I, I do feel like, you know, when you have the young guys that are now proving themselves, they've been given an opportunity that they can buy Gordon some rest throughout the season, whether it's 10 to 20 minutes on any given night, that's huge. And I think uh, once Coach Brego really starts, you know, believing that we can, you know, play that way and find ways to buy rest for Gordon as the season progresses, 
that's a huge benefit for the Hornets and for Gordon. He battled. He fought hard out there, and he got his team oh so close to a, a big win over Philadelphia. Hornets have uh, still yet to beat the 76ers now in 15 consecutive tries. Last time they won was November 2nd, 2016, but the good news, they get another crack at them on Wednesday. We're going to preview that one for you tomorrow here on the Hornets Hivecast, but coming up next, there was a feature on Kelly Oubre Jr. in the Charlotte Observer, written by the great Rod Boone. We'll talk about that next with our guest Matt Carroll, Director of Player Programs and a 10-year NBA veteran when we return here on the HHC. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. They want to go to MB. They'll throw it to him. Double team comes in. Hayward comes from behind and steals it. Hayward the steal. Hayward to Oubre for three in the lead. Yes! Kelly Oubre Jr. drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. Hornets 119. Philly 116. The defensive play of the night by Gordon Hayward getting that steal and finding Oubre for the open look to give Charlotte the advantage with 1-0-1 remaining. Sam Farber and Matt Carroll here with you on the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. Matt, there was a write-up in the Charlotte Observer, a feature on Kelly Oubre Jr., written by Rod Boone. A great piece. Highly recommend you go check it out. There were a lot of things that they touched on, some of the origins of him blowing kisses to the crowd and his ability to fit in seamlessly right away here with the Hornets. But one thing that really struck me in the article was his love for Charlotte. And there were a couple of questions that stood out, but this is a guy who has bounced around quite a bit, quite frankly, in his NBA career. Drafted by Washington, he's been traded a number of times. I think he's on his fourth franchise now in the last five seasons. But he seems to have found a fit here in Charlotte and has a certain level of comfort playing here in the Queen City. Doesn't seem concerned at all about whether he starts or comes in in relief. His minutes, his shots, he just likes being a part of this flow. And it's working right now for him and the team. Give me your thoughts on how Kelly Oubre has looked to you through the first 20 five or so games of this season. I think Kelly Oubre has exceeded expectations. You know, I mean, all of us knew Kelly when we signed him. We're excited about him coming here as a free agent. But I think his play, the way he's shooting the basketball and, and filling up the stat sheet and offense, in addition to the defense that he's able to play with his good size and length, and he's fitting in great. You know, sometimes you wonder how are guys going to fit into the flow and the rotation, the chemistry, but he's a great teammate. Guys like playing with him. He's unselfish, and he's just playing with so much confidence. You can see he's comfortable here in Charlotte. You know, I, I can speak from a former player here that ended up, you know, making Charlotte home post-career, and I can see why he likes, you know, playing here. I mean, this is a great city to play in, and it's very convenient with the with the family, and uh, you can tell he's happy, he's comfortable. And it sure carries over to the court for him. Yeah, he talked about the, his family and his relationship with Charlotte growing, and he's just uh, early in his time here in the Queen City. But as you mentioned, a lot of a lot of NBA players make this a destination. They come here, they check out, and say this is this is not a bad place to lay down roots and stay here for the long haul. But one thing that that Kelly mentioned, and it came up in a recent piece Sam Perley did on Kelly Oubre as well, but was in this Observer one we're talking about here on the Hornets Hivecast, was how it was kind of his first team. There's a, a quote from Kelly saying that it's just a blessing to be able to be out here and play for a team 
team with the name that I started rooting for first. The New Orleans Hornets came back to Charlotte. Now they're the Charlotte Hornets, so it's just the stars are aligned here. I definitely want to make this place a home. I haven't been anywhere for more than like three or four years in my career, so to be able to set that up for myself and my family would be amazing. Matt, handing out long-term contracts is above both your and my pay grade, but Kelly Oubre is someone who has earned his money in the NBA already. He's got a two-year deal here with Charlotte. On the way he's fitting, he's going to put a lot of pressure on everyone uh, to uh, to make him a part of a lot of teams' long-term futures. Uh, but in terms of the fit here and now and, and how he fits in uh, with a team he grew up rooting for, that's something special. That's something not every player gets in the NBA, whether it's just the nickname or otherwise. He grew up in New Orleans. Of course, New Orleans was the Hornets for a hot minute there. But to get to, to wear that uniform, have that name across your chest, and have so much pride in it, it's something special. It really is. And you know, I think him, all the connections there uh, obviously help with his maybe his desire or want to stay in Charlotte for his next contract. But the way he's playing, he's going to have some uh, some interest throughout the league, that's for sure. But I think the Hornets, as of today, I mean, the way he's playing, the way he's sitting in, the love he's shown for the city, it's all adding up. And, uh, you know, for his sake, you know, kind of being in the prime of his career, still a young player, but playing at such a high level in his prime. I think he has many more years kind of at that prime level and, and high level that he's playing at. So uh, the future is bright for him, and I think the Hornets would, would love to keep him here for a long time. Last thing to touch on with Kelly Oubre Jr. and his impact on this team, you know, while he's been a big-time scorer for that second unit, uh, what impresses me the most is how he's just willing to be a, a cog in the machine. He's not a big assist guy necessarily, but he seems comfortable in games being a defensive player, doing whatever he's asked to do, even if the shots are not coming. And when they do come, he's shown a capability of knocking them down. But what would you say about his ability to just be a, a cog in the machine, which is so hard to do for, for an elite scorer. Sometimes if they don't have the ball, they're not in rhythm, um, but he's shown an ability to, even when the three's not falling, get to the basket. When the shots aren't there to rotate the ball around and, and still play good defense, even if he's not the finishing player. Well, he plays so well without the basketball, and I think, you know, the way he's making threes, you know, off the catch and shoot, and now when they're, you know, paying a lot of attention to him, so they're, they're closing out, but he just has great athleticism to put it down and get to the rim, so, I mean, he's truly a, a three and D player, but more than that, he can put it on the on the deck and get to the rim and finish uh, with the best of them, so really just a complete all-around player, but he's a compliment to, to really anybody, because he's doing such a great job at catching and shooting and playing very efficient. End of the night, when Kelly Oubre is a positive, the Hornets tend to be a positive. When you look at the plus-minus column and Kelly Oubre is uh, even even or better, that's happened 12 of the 25 games so far. When it happens, the team is 9-3. and three. When it doesn't, they have a losing record. So Kelly Oubre being in the plus column is always a plus for the Hornets. It's a great feature by Rod Boone and the Observer. I encourage you to check that one out. Check out the piece Sam Perley did on Hornets.com. And go back through the archives. Check out the Hornets Hivecast because we had a good sit-down conversation with Kelly as well. Would love to have you go back and take a listen. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the HHC. Matt, thanks as always. Sorry it was a silver lining edition, but it's always fun talking to you here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sounds great, Sam. Always a pleasure. And it's always a pleasure to talk to all of you as well. A reminder, tune in tomorrow. We'll have a preview podcast for round two against Philadelphia. Hornets and Sixers matching up again on Wednesday, and tickets, of course, available at Hornets.com. For our guest, Matt Carroll, our producer, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.